We're continuing our discussion on faith. Yes. And I have this question I want to ask. How do we release our faith? Is this multiple choice? <laughs> it can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we visited yesterday a little bit about this very question, and, and I meditated on last night, and I came up with well, a one-word answer. It's called action. And action is absolutely true. Because yes. we can go in the book of Acts, and we see that permeated all through the book of Acts, how they, by faith, took action when they heard from the Holy Spirit. That's the route we want to go here today, to apply some practical application in our daily life so we can understand that we can hear from God by faith and step out in faith with action. And faith is just believing. Isn't that a, a great one-word definition for faith? Just believe? I think so. So what we're wanting people to do is have faith in God and believe in God, trust in Him, and it's done by the action of reading the Word to begin with, and then let that Word permeate in you. You meditate on that Word. That grows your faith. It purges out doubt. Right. It answers all those questions that you have in your mind. And we see that with the centurion, with doubting Thomas, with all those. And now what we want to do is apply it to our life. Thomas saw and believed. What we're doing is not seeing, yet believing. Second Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. There you go. And that's what we're going to see now in the book of Acts, is this taking place with action. Yes. Once they've heard from the Holy Spirit. It's Acts chapter 3. Peter was going to the temple, Peter and John, I believe. At the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. This guy was just from birth, couldn't walk. He was carried there every day. Verse 3, Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, with John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I want to point out this, that he says, In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I want the listeners to meditate upon that. As you continue to read verse 7, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength it was a miracle and wow. I, we can kind of paraphrase here a little bit that they began to give glory and praise to john and peter thinking they were the ones that had the power to heal and peter points out no i don't have that power it comes from jesus and he he makes that clear in the name of jesus rise up and walk. And he goes on to explain in verse 16, he tells them, it's not of us. We have no power. And he says this, and his name, which is referring to Jesus, through faith. And let's remember, we're talking about faith here. Through faith in his name. They have to have faith in the power and authority Jesus has given them. Has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him his perfect soundness in the presence of you all. The faith that comes through him, through Christ, all faith and all belief 
comes from Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And Peter and John demonstrated that faith without doubting and saying, rise up and you are healed. Jesus was the example of this. He was the living, breathing example of faith. He lived his life on this earth by faith. These two guys had seen it. They had witnessed the miracles of Jesus personally. And now they were experiencing and using that faith in the name of Jesus Christ to bring about signs and wonders, not by them, but by the name of Jesus. And that's what faith is. <laughs> Hebrews 12, verse 2, and it's exactly what you're saying. It says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the beginning and end of our faith. And okay. we just have to believe in that yeah. just like Peter and John did. Yes. We have to walk by faith, not by sight. And that's tough to do, isn't it? We have to renew our minds. It takes a while. We have to be in the Word in order to be able to hear from God because we have to filter out all the world out of our mind and have a new way of thinking now. Right. That is guided by faith and believing in what we're hearing. That's what Stephen did in, in this next couple chapters. In Acts chapter 6, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, and this is what I want to focus on, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. In verse 5, the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That means he had total confidence in believing what he'd been taught, what he'd been seeing, what he'd been hearing when Jesus was here on earth. Verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Stephen walked by faith. It's like that word you use, action. He had to believe that the Holy Spirit was dwelling within him. He had to believe that he had power and authority to do the work of God. This verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, comma, did great wonders and miracles among the people. So signs and wonders were following him. It was because he was full of faith. And we can go back to Peter again. Yes. And give the praise and glory to God because that all comes through the name of Jesus. Even though it doesn't say that, we know that it all comes through the name of Jesus. And they had faith and believed that whatever the will of the Father was to be done, they had the faith to fulfill that whenever the Holy Spirit would talk to them. That's why you got in so much trouble here with the authorities. <laughs> yes, because that's what chapter 7 is all about as well, isn't it? Yeah. But what I want to get to, he was being persecuted for the teachings of Jesus. Yes. Is what was happening here. And this is what I want to point out. Verse 55 in chapter 7. 
But he, referring to Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. I'm excited about this one because you realize what's really being said here? He stepped out of the physical realm with his mind and his emotions and his imagination, everything that's within him, and he was totally focused upon heavenly things, where he was controlled by the Holy Spirit, and it was all through faith. And he's gazing up into the heavens. That's awesome. You know, the Scripture tells us that Jesus went to heaven and seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes. But he stood up to watch Stephen stoning. Go ahead. And in verse 56, and said, Stephen said, look. He says, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. <laughs> he saw he into said, the look. heavenly realm. He saw into that heavenly realm. Now just meditate upon that and think of the faith you have to have to be able to see in that heavenly realm. In your mind, you've shoved everything out that is carnal. You've dispelled it all. In your mind, in your thoughts, in your emotions, your imaginations, your desires are all focused on heaven. Focused. That was the word that was stirring in my spirit just then, was focused. He was focused on heaven. Yes. Wow. And he wasn't focused on what was about to happen to him being stoned. No. Because we, we'll go on and read that here in a minute. But he was focused on heaven. He had the mind of Christ. He had the love of God flowing through him. Because we're, as we read this, we're going to see that. And what we're getting at is the amount of faith he had to have for this to happen. The faith. We talk about trials and tribulations we go through. What trial and tribulation did Stephen go through? Just think about that. Through this whole course, he was being mocked. He's being ridiculed. And now he's physically going to be put to death by stoning. And still, he maintains his faith because he believes, not doubting, in his mind. And therefore, he sees heaven. Focused on heaven. Focused on heaven. Isn't that where the Lord was? The Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, yes. It was the joy that was set before him, the cross, the joy. He was focused on heaven. Stephen is focused on heaven here in this scripture. He's our example that we're to be focused on heaven. Focused on the position now that we have in Christ. That's right. This, and, and we're walking this position out by faith. So when we think the trials and tribulations we're going through are horrific, think about Stephen kneeling down and being stoned and still not complaining, not lashing out. If we're focused on heaven, all the stuff falls off all the trials tribulations yes. and whatever persecutions fall off of us and it becomes the joy of the lord that seeking that understanding that we're taken care of no matter what that's faith i want to be there yeah i want that kind of faith yeah me too i yeah. would love to have that kind of faith and, and it, that's we're in the process of getting there that's right so, we all are in the process of getting there. 
Walking Shoot. by faith, not by sight. That's, that's the Christian call, to walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, and believe and not doubt. Yeah. Anytime you come against a legalistic religious spirit and, and you begin to speak out of faith, that's totally contrary. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the persecution comes from. You're speaking the truth into darkness. There's going yeah. to be a conflict. Yeah. But light chases out darkness. And see, that's what you're going to see here in verse 57. Go ahead. Whenever you minister truth, there's going to be conflict. Yes. Because we're dealing with that rebellious spirit and the Holy Spirit. And those two are in conflict all the time. And Absolutely. we're going to see that in verse 57 here. And they cried out with a loud voice. This is the Pharisees. This is the scribes. This is the, the Jewish people. Stop their ears, which they quit listening, and they ran out him, Stephen, with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul, which later would be Paul. But do you see that conflict you were talking about? Yes. When they heard the truth, after a while, they closed their ears off to it. But what's wonderful is Stephen still stays in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. He does not allow that ungodly spirit to attack his mind, where he takes his mind off of the heavenly things. He's still focused by faith on the Father, believing. He's not letting this physical thing that he can see damage his faith. It doesn't affect him at all. No, it doesn't tear him down one bit, because he we see that here in verse 59. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. That's almost verbatim what Jesus said. Yes, what Receive my spirit. Mm. That's having faith and confidence knowing you're going to have eternal life with the Father. Believing that, having faith in that, and standing on that. Because he was being stoned. Could, could we say that Stephen knew the joy that was set before him? <laughs> yes, you can. Our Lord yes. at the cross, the, the joy that was set before him, the cross. He's the author of our faith. Oh, wow. Goes right back to that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's the author of our faith mm -hmm. in Hebrews 12, too. Author and finisher, finisher. Of, of our faith. That's and so Stephen good. was standing on that. As an example to us. See, it just doesn't stop there. No. Because in 60, now at this point, if nothing else, you would think, I'll just be quiet and lay down and die, right? Yeah. Well, he doesn't do that. No. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. He forgave them. He did. Oh, my goodness. He forgave them for what they were doing to him. And think about us. We can't forgive somebody because they say something we take offense to. Now, when you analyze it in this context, you realize what we meditate upon is... It's just a bunch of junk a lot of times. It it's is. It's just stuff that gets in your head, distracts you. Because you're not walking by faith. That's right. You're walking by sight, which is what you're hearing, seeing, tasting, smelling, and touching. And you're getting all upset in the fleshly realm. That's why we need to crucify this flesh daily. Yes. In the last portion of this verse 60, it said, And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He went to be with the Lord. I was just thinking about... Never get really tired, work really hard, and just lay down and just fall asleep. 
I was just thinking that Stephen had done his job. He'd walked by faith. He'd, he'd proclaimed the Lord Jesus Christ. He reminded them of all the ancestors that went before them. And they just lost it and killed him. And he fell asleep. But you know, he fulfilled his mission here on his earth. His purpose. Just like we all have a purpose. And we all have to walk by faith. To fulfill that purpose. That's correct. You have to walk by faith to fulfill your purpose, of course. But you have to know the Creator first. It goes back to being born again and having the seed of God in you now and living out of that seed that's growing inside of you. And it's by faith. We don't know how it works. Just like when I plant a seed in the ground, I don't know how it comes up, but it does. But as we focus and believe that seed of God is in us, the Spirit of God is in us growing. And as we nurture that seed, we, that seed of faith, believing, then we, we take action. Action. I think that's the word of the day. I think so, too. Action, because that's what we're seeing here with faith Peter. Faith without works is dead. That's faith. the action. That's the action. And it's not a work. Not to please God. It's to work just so you can fulfill. Fulfill the love of God. That's it. It's God works. Action is what the Lord has called us to do. We're fulfilling what the Lord has called us to do. Wow. We have to take action in order to do that. What he's called you to do in your life. So it begins with faith. Yes. Wow. It begins with faith. Once our faith is built up, then I think action's automatic to a certain degree, don't you? Because you now have the faith. You now have the understand your authority. And now you can step out by faith to accomplish what God has for you to do. Because you're resting in the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. We're going full circle again here, Terry. (laughs) And the Holy Spirit of God bubbles up out of you because you're just going and walking by faith and believing God will provide for you, take care of you. And it's, it's just like that seed that grows out of the ground. You nourish it, you water it, you do whatever you can to protect it, and it grows. And it grows and produces fruit. And that's what we want to do as Christians now who are rooted and grounded in the love of God is is to produce fruit so that we have something to share with people around us, those Mm -hmm. co-workers, your spouse. What an awesome thing to do to share the love of God with your spouse. I'm sure she or he will appreciate that. Yes. (laughs) I'm still meditating on Stephen. Yeah. I'm meditating on the mindset that he had and the faith that he had. I just think about the things I get upset about, that when you put them in perspective, they're so trivial. You know what I'm saying? When you see that a man had this kind of faith that was being ridiculed and stoned, put to death, and he says, forgive them for their sins, just like Jesus did. When he was hanging on the cross, he said, forgive them for they know what they do. Yes. The same thing. Wow, it's... I mean, the analogy there between Jesus and Stephen are... Verbatim? Yes. It's amazing. And I think it's a picture for us to realize we can walk in that spiritual realm by faith. That it's not just for Jesus. It's for everyone who yields themselves to the Holy Spirit and purges out the world in their mind and doesn't get caught up into the things of the world. We can walk in that spiritual realm by faith. I honestly believe that. 
Otherwise, it would not be in the Word of God. Because what purpose does it serve? If we cannot have faith and believe in what we're reading and stand on that, then we're wasting our time reading this. It's just a history lesson then. And I'm saying I believe the Word of God and everything that's in here, and I stand upon that the best I can, and I want to increase my faith to where it's like Stephen. You said something just a little bit ago about uh, Stephen had pushed away the, the five senses, the, the natural realm, and he was looking into the heavenly realm. Right. You know what he was doing? What's that? He was serving tables. <laughs> he was serving his fellow man. He was. The next thought I have is, are we serving our fellow man? All we need to do is focus on the heavenly realm serve our fellow man, and it's a joy. Isn't that what Philippians 2 is talking sure. about? Read that. Philippians 2, verse 4. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. That was the mindset that Stephen had. And it was all by faith that he believed in the name of Jesus. What Peter and John were talking about earlier. They believed in the name of Jesus. Everything was by the name of Jesus. Stephen believed in the name of Jesus. And we're to do the same thing. We're to have the mindset and believe in the name of Jesus. He had renewed his mind until he was walking in the heavenly realm. Yes. And that's what we're called to do today, to renew our minds, walk in the heavenly realm. We can't do that if we're listening to the world. No. We have to read the Word of God, leave it by faith, and see who we are now in Christ. Would you go back and read that? Have you still got Philippians opened up? I can turn back to it, though, real quick. Philippians 2, 5. Let this, Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. We have the mind of Christ in our spirits. You need to shut down that soulish physical realm so that spirit of God that's in us, the mind. Is that what that said? Yes. <laughs> well, and it says that it says that also in 1 Corinthians 2:16 yes. that we quote so much. Yes, we have the mind we of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Paul was saying the same thing. We have the mind of Christ. We have the ability through Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, to have the same mindset that he had. But we have to push out that soulish realm. Yes. That physical realm by faith believe that that mind of Christ is in us. Yes. And when we can begin to get to that point, then the Holy Spirit of God manifests in our lives by it, faith. It does. It manifests in our lives by faith. What an awesome place. Amen. Amen. <laughs>